You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Immortal Emperor, hello, Glass Cannon Nation. My name is Jared Logan, and you have just tuned into Haunted City, the show where we play Blades in the Dark, the incredible game by John Harper and Evil Hat. This is a game of scoundrels pulling off outrageous scores against all odds, and boy, have I stacked the odds against them this week. Let's see the players who are going to be pulling off those challenges. Let's uh, say hi to them, rather. Uh, here with me, as always, are the incredibly talented Abu Salim, Josephine McAdam, and Ross Bryant. Say hello to them, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hello. What up? What up? Hey, hey, hey. Hi. Hello. Can you guys do like the Three Stooges? Hello. 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 We... We haven't been practicing our Big three-part no. harmony, yeah, but we'll Jared. get there. The you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. It just takes time. You know, talent takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Three Stooges of Duskfall. That's who I have. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys Three Stooges fans? Am I showing my age by admitting that him. I even know who the Three Stooges are? Yeah, I've never seen them. You've uh, never seen the Three Stooges? Maybe in America. For, some, for some reason, when you say Three Stooges, I keep thinking of, you know, those... Old men and the Muppets. I know there's only two of them, but there's like, oh, yeah. I just keep Stadler that one yeah. for some yeah. weird you reason. You think Stadler and Waldorf are the Three Stooges? Yeah. <laughs> are, is that your favorite comedy uh, team, the Muppets or Stadler and Waldorf? Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty, they're my spirit animals, Muppets, things. They're pretty puppets. great. They're great. Yeah. I like Muppets. Yeah. I'm just worried I, that if we were the Three Stooges, that. Ec- my character is a, like a late addition is the ship of the outfit. That's right. You're the shimp. I'm the shimp. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I Sorry. know. We have zero context. Half of us don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah well, wait, Josephine, you don't know who the three stooges are? No, no. Everyone always talks it. I've heard it mentioned, I don't know, a million times in my life and I've never known what it They sound miserable. I th- They're very the of their three time. old dudes? <laughs> No, the three, three stooges. The like, imagine, imagine. Listen, I know who they are because I'm 59 years old. But the three stooges <laughs> were a comedy team from the black and white movie era, and they would uh, th- their their thing was slapstick. So they would hit each other in the head with bricks and uh, poke each other in the oh. eye, and that then yeah, like they a be, friendly relationship, man. Yeah, yeah, and they would go nyak 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 nyak. And, uh, so we should employ some more slapstick. They were well. No, I think you guys employ plenty of slapstick. Remember <laughs> that score at the Childermass Estate? Uh, that's a in fact. In fact, that was exactly a Three Stooges episode. You go to a Three Stooges episode. Three chaotic weirdos enter a fancy party. Yeah, you pretend to be someone of uh, higher station than you are, and you end up blowing everybody up. That's mm-hmm. a Three Stooges episode for sure. Damn, yeah, okay. Every Three Stooges episode is like a matronly old woman be like, now you gentlemen move this pyramid of champagne glasses. And then, yes. they, and then all hell breaks loose and they That's smash right. everything and punch each other. 
Jeez. But let me not let me not speak of things that people have never heard of. Josephine, who's your favorite like comedy thing? What's your favorite comedy thing to watch? What's like the funniest to you? Like, uh, do you like the Marx Brothers or do you like uh, uh, or I something don't know. that was made after 1940? <laughs> 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 I'll take a good drink of smoothie while you uh, give um, your answer. W- w- uh- the comedian I can think of that I grew up watching was Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Oh, Eddie Izzard. What a cool. What a, what a good one. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. He's good. Oh. Yeah. What about you, Ross? Um, I mean, that's good too. Uh, what did I like? Um, my parents had a had like a Monty Python album on cassette, and I really dug that. Which one was it? Do you remember? Live at the Hollywood Bowl? Is that one? Why I, I don't know. I actually I, 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 it was just a, it was a labelless cassette. So it was like this weird totem of my childhood where I was like, what is this? I have no context for this. Yeah. But it was funny. Yeah. I was super into the Python movies like Life of Brian and uh, Holy Grail. Uh we are the knights who say nee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's still good. funny. Super cool. <laughs> uh I'm a cool and guy who knows cool quotes from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Abu, what was your comedy thing? Was it the Muppets? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, it, I think it was. But there was a, I do. It's so funny. Like now thinking about it, there was a moment where I remember again, like like the household I grew up in didn't necessarily like watch much like comedy or TV or that kind of stuff. Right? I'd have to either find it myself or whatever. And I remember there was one day that um. one of the newspapers was giving uh, a free sort of DVD of this comic. Um, And I was like, this is amazing. This is great. And I remember putting it in uh, with the family being like, we've got to watch this, got to watch this. My mom and my dad were like, okay, whatever. And it was uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw. Oh, wow. That's jumping into the deep end. Literally the most, like, you know, when people like, yeah, when you watch a sex scene and you start sweating because you're doing it with your parents. Like I was like, I was profusely, I think I think I definitely aged there. I was just like, I can't believe I'm watching this with my mom and dad. I can't believe he's saying this. Honestly, when he's like, honestly, I was just like, there's 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 the one moment which I remember so vividly, which is the it's the, I'm not going to say it on here, but it's the Mr. T sketch where he's like in jail, and um, he's basically it's it's terrible, and I was watching it and I was about to stop it, and my all I heard was my dad be like, no, leave it. <laughs> was this, so like, this is this is like punishment for trying to so yeah so never never really um so i stuck with the muppets guys i stuck with the muppets yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's wild comedy can get you in trouble i'm uh, telling you man yeah that was, that was rough that was a rough day we had slightly similar households i think because definitely eddie murphy raw would not have gone over well in my home oh man I had a friend who uh, was watching Beetlejuice, and there's a part where Beetlejuice says, nice fucking model. And his mom thought he said it and <laughs> pu- and punished him and wouldn't believe him or rewind the tape. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. It was Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, I tell you. <laughs> uh, all right. Should wow. we play the game? 
Yeah, let's get yeah. in, man. Uh, we got a lot of score yeah, to get through. Indomitably. A thousand yeah. years ago, this was a land of beauty and magic. Then came the cataclysm that blotted out the sun and ripped open the gates to the land of the dead. Imperial City is a metropolis ruled by the iron fist of the immortal emperor. He gives you everything. He gives you prosperity. He gives you security. He has put a sun into the sky to make the flowers grow. Kneel before him. Sing his praises. Submit to his authority or die. The sun is gone. The only thing that shines in the Imperial <laughs> City is the armor of the Imperial military. Blades well, oh. in the dark. <laughs> there we go. I think I improvised the intro a little better that time. Um, that was a fantastic. That was amazing. Thank you. That was all off the top of my head, or if you'd prefer, out of the bottom of my butt. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to prefer? the score that we are in media res with. <laughs> a score that instead of uh, taking place over a small amount of time, uh, the timeline is, is slightly stretched because the entire score is an infiltration of the Imperial City. Our crew, the Remnant, have chased Fitz, a collector, to the Imperial City. Fitz owes them six coin, and they intend to extract it from him by hook or by crook. But first, they have to find him inside the Imperial City, which is a total police state. Impure thoughts are punished here. The military marches on every corner and the bright light of a sun, a small sun, a star created by the immortal emperor shines on every nook and cranny. There are no shadows to hide in here. Our crew decided to take a deception approach. They decided to draw Fitz out of hiding by getting into the Imperial City and then sending out word that they had a very valuable item an artifact, a magical bobble that Fitz would kill to get his hands on. But first, they had to make it past the military checkpoint right outside of the train station. <laughs> then they had to walk the streets of the Imperial City, even though they had been labeled as yellow security risks, and find someone who could lead them to an underworld contact so they could start spreading their rumors or make investigations into where Fitz might be. I'm not sure exactly what they're <clears throat> thinking. Which went flawlessly. Yeah. There were some problems. Uh, Juliette Bell Rose, for example, can take how much more stress? N none. I can take no more stress. Otherwise, if I'll you be take out of the one, score. If you take one more, you're out of the score. Yes, that's correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that was just from visiting an apothecary and asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> So, Damn. I would like for Josephine to keep another playbook handy. Oh, God. As I set the scene, you eventually found um, two soldiers who were off-duty, whom Ekphelia, using Ekphelia's supernatural powers, they were able to extract from the soldier's mind some information about illicit activities in the city, illicit activities that the soldier probably participated in. There is a place called a P&D clinic, a purity and discipline clinic in a roundabout here in the neighborhood of the canyon. And that P 
P&D clinic is apparently the location where sex work takes place. So, our characters have entered the P&D clinic, and you find yourselves in a sterile, white waiting room. And there is a person, and instead of like a counter like you'd find in a modern, you know, medical clinic, this person is like behind a tall podium that looms over you, looking down at you like a judge that's about to sentence you for life. Uh, And this person looks down at you, and you can see that they are dressed in a uh, tight white uh, medical, like, uh, uh, you know, a a, um, physicker's type uh, suit with a white cap that pulls back their features. They have a skeletal face, and they look down at you and they say, Yes. May I help you? Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they in, in like, like uh, almost like nurse's attire? Or what are, like... More like a mad doctor's attire. Mad doctor's attire. Like what attire, Dr. Frankenstein yeah. wears. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, uh... Jared. I'm gonna keep doing this while you talk to this character. Okay. Um... <laughs> Those just, of you just listening, I am pulling my hair and face back to create a more skeletal... <laughs> <laughs> upsetting, yes, frankly, upsetting. This character looks like they've had seven different facial cosmetic surgeries. I feel like I'm watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Got him. Uh, Actually, my arms are getting tired, so I'm going to put my hands down. <laughs> <laughs> and now my hair is sticking straight up in the air. Yes, may I help you? Just I'm interested in your bill of fare, your um um what sort the uh the bill various disciplinary services that your establishment has on offer. Yes. You're in need of purification or you're okay. in need of discipline. Oh darling, aren't we all? <laughs> um, I could oh, do with a bit of um. God. I could do with a bit of purity, although I've had I've been I've been disciplined a time or two. Sad to say, it didn't take. What um, maybe maybe they just weren't thorough enough. Citizens of Duskfall often find our procedures at first uncomfortable, but then quite satisfying. And your friends will they be joining you? No. Juliet says yes, <laughs> and Val- <laughs> Valkos can feel through the heartbeat rings her heart like quickening. All right, we're good. Oh yeah, you got those rings. Follow me, please. Excuse me, and she. Uh, they look at Valkos. If you are going to be staying, you you cannot stay. You must take part in services, or you must leave. Come, Vargos. Right, just don't touch me. (laughs) Follow through. You, um, you go into, uh, you follow this person into a room where there is sort of a, a big circular hub in the center of the room, and there are chairs, uh, all around the hub. The chairs have uh, sort of openings in the bottom of them and in the back of them. And there are 
weird hoses and piping coming out of the large hub in the center. And you see that there are people who are in what I would call like a hospital gown type thing sitting in the chairs and they have tubes coming out of their noses, their mouths, and through the bottom of the chair, perhaps their other orifice, uh, orifices. And uh, the hub is uh, vibrating. And um, the, uh, the person who has led you in says, please remove your clothing. No. Holy moly. No. These, you see, I was right. Oh, all this piety, all, all these strictures, and look what that's come to. Shocking. Um, uh, uh. So I guess we got to do this to start. To, what, are we going to start so the spreading whole, rumors in here? Please. Well, the whole point of this <laughs> was this. to find. <laughs> this was supposed to be our wedge into the underworld, right? Are there other well, clients? You haven't said anything. You haven't said anything yeah, that would yeah. let the right. attendant know that. I will out right. there. So uh, at we, that point, uh, is this? Uh, are these the services we're looking for? This seems to be um well I'm well no doubt this could be considered a bit uncomfortable, but in the long run pleasurable. <laughs> he um takes all kinds. I, th- I think this uh, this seems to be what this place has on offer in a f- in an official capacity. Excuse me. <laughs> He's doing it again, podcast mm-hmm. listeners. <laughs> I'm pulling my face back again. Any discipline that one could uh indulge in of a slightly more rarefied nature. Um, pleasures that you have um, on offer that uh, offer truly lost souls for whom this sort of thing is um, no longer able to um, provide the uh, punishment they so richly deserve. In particular, um, a derangement of senses that have become <clears throat> too in the thrall of vice and sin. And this is his way of asking if there's drugs around. I'm afraid I have no idea what you're talking about. Look here, little <laughs> friend. Oh god, here we go. We are simply here to find someone or something or somewhere that do drugs. Duskvolian kind of bullshit that you guys wouldn't even be able to do or think of impure thoughts of the purest form. Well, uh, people come here to uh, remove their bodies uh, of such uh, toxins. Do you uh, know anyone who could help? And why shouldn't I inform on a stranger like yourself? Because look at me. We wouldn't want to make this room red, now would we? <laughs> what action are you using? Oh, shit. Uh, and the threat is that this person will inform on you or set off some sort of an alarm. Okay. In fact, you can see them edging toward some sort of button on the wall. <laughs> okay, I'm going to use command but push myself. And is there a devil's bargain? Hmm. Uh, a devil's bargain? Uh, no, I'm afraid not. There isn't okay. for this one. 
What's the position? What's your command? What's your command score? How many dots do you have? I have one dot, but it's okay. Um, why don't you, Why don't you use your like intimidate your prowess? You yeah, know? well, because uh, because I've, I'm, I'm really good at. I'm, well, I've got skirmish, but that's in a fight, right? And then my finesse is more kind of like a. Abu's just being an honest player. It does yeah, sound like this is command. I know it sounds like a command, but. I mean, yeah, like, but you can use anything. Yeah, I know, but, like, but Abu has those all charmed right, all right, dice. All right. I bet Abu can pull this off. I'm terrified right off. now of this whole city. Like, I feel like even if I'm like, yeah, and then <laughs> if I use skirmish, I feel like they'll be like, and then they blow your brains out. So you got <laughs> this. You got this. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna push myself. That's uh, a good idea. To get two stress. Two. Take an extra die. Yep. Uh, what's the position? Position is risky for standard effect. Okay. Thank you. Success with a consequence. Okay. okay. Success with a consequence. What should the consequence be? Uh, the consequence is that. Me well, let me think about things. it. As uh, <laughs> the as the attendant says, very well. We don't want any trouble. I think I know which services you are asking for. Catharsis. Yes. Catharsis, perhaps of the physical sort? See, now we understand each other. Thank you, Valkos. All we needed to uh, do is speak in a language that everyone understands. So where might this catharsis be found, darling? Follow me. And the attendant leads you into a back room that is um, not all white and sterile, but actually lavishly furnished. Uh, And the attendant speaks to I, um, an older gentleman who is standing, uh, uh, you know, a, a leaning against a bar. The bar is not attended. It's not like a, it's not like a tavern back here. It's like a person's uh, in, inside their house, like personal wet bar. And you can see that there are liquors and things behind this bar. Uh, and uh, then uh, the older gentleman uh, rings a bell, and a line of people come down the stairs men and women and ambiguous people who are scantily clad mm-hmm. kind of look at our and little the old friend man says, how pure the old man says our product is quite refined here in the imperial city we must hone our skills until they shine like a diamond one coin for three hours. That's rather a lot, isn't it? Can we um split these hours? One hour for each of you? Mm. Certainly. Catharsis can be achieved in one hour. Can't hit my pets. And uh, the line of uh, uh, young, delicate, sweet young things all coquettishly... They all coquettishly giggle and wave their gloved hands at you. Okay. It's terrible. Uh, (laughs) Catharsis can be had in one hour. We'll from your mouth to God's ear. Lord knows I've Uh, seen it in less. Um... How is the how's Valkos looking in this situation? 
mean, so our, and I, I always want to circle back. <laughs> is he as uncomfortable as Abu is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a different situation. Um, right, because I know I know Valcos, you know, goes you know ghost writing stuff, but this is humans we're talking about. So yeah, exactly. I'm wondering just, if he's uncomfortable right now. Totally, totally abhorrent. Doesn't make any sense. Really? To me. Okay. Right. <clears throat> so I'm just sort well, of our, like, yep. Yeah, okay. Our goal is it's more right, information gathering, right? And to spread oh. like to, to gather where's it's a where's fits B put out information that I would attract want, yeah. fits to us. Yeah, um, I think I, I I look look. I think it's yeah. We want to get that that information out. I assume that we want to get that into as many mouths as possible. <laughs> right, and it's great mouths to talk to here because they're obviously right. going to be dealing with a lot with of, other clients. Mm. Right. You said yes. We want to get it into as many mouths as possible. So let's get some things. <laughs> no comment. In mouth. Okay. Right um, now. And so yeah. Uh, cool. So shall we invest a coin to yes. each yeah. each just spend some time and just talk. All right. It's all going to be on fits anyway. Josephine, yeah. I'm going to put you in charge of the cruise coin, unless you okay. each have, yeah. unless one of you has a personal coin they want to invest in this. Yeah, I've got three on my on my person, so I'll give one away. Okay, we'll okay. allow Valkos to pay then. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> Valkos awkwardly. <laughs> now, it's one coin in our sort of abstracted system, but yeah, it is yeah. a lot of uh, coin and dinero, <laughs> uh, empire dollars uh, in, uh, in the actual fiction. And so uh, they take the money, and then you may choose your partner. We don't have to get in too much detail on this. Who would like to maybe discuss uh, the scene perhaps before or after uh, they engage in an act or don't. Was that vague enough? That was enough? so vague. That was, that so, was so vague, insanely bro. Insanely vague. <laughs> um, Look, I just want consent before anything happens here. So if anybody's <laughs> yeah. like, X-Card, I don't like this scene, we can skip to after it's over. Have this we not great. done weirder shit yeah, in the past? I mean, I've been sure, I'm just double checking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you, Jared. Yeah. We're... Yeah. Um, um, uh, although although Juliet is gonna just <clears throat> go to Valkos for a moment and just say, "Are you okay? Can you do this?" I kind of look to Juliet and then look. Can I take three? For three more, for two more coin. I kind of toss the coin. What? And then I kind of go, you, you, and you, with me. They follow you in. (laughs) I said not to spend coin. It's fine. It's Valkos' coin. It's not not the group coin. No, I know, but... We're coming in here for how much coin? All on six Six coin? Okay. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Right. All I right, guess, uh, Valkos uh, has his uh, has his dalliance, has his <clears throat> his uh, encounter. Would anybody else like to uh, <clears throat> head back? Yes, I yeah. mean that's why we're here to spread okay. the rumor. So, yeah, both of you um, choose a partner. But one thing I'm curious about: how does Juliet feel about Ophelia mm-hmm. potentially cheating on her? Physically, well, I think it's likewise. I don't know what Ophelia is going to. Who chooses first? I think we're both standing there. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ophelia <clears throat> may have feelings <throat> about the same thing reversed, and I should have. I should have mm-hmm. noticed that. Yes. Uh, yeah, Juliet sort of waits, 
looks to Ophelia. <clears throat> Go ahead, you first. Now, of course, I'm only going to be having a conversation, darling. We are growing past our boundaries. Isn't that right? Yes. And one can only push past their boundaries if there's a great deal of trust. Put their hand on you. And you trust me, don't you? Of course. And I, you, darling. We'll get out what we need to get out. Right. <clears throat> you. And, um, points to, uh, one of, one of the, uh, the array and takes them, what, takes what, them back. What, who does, what does Ophelia's choice look like? Okay, let's, um... Sorry, I don't know I just... <laughs> Thanks for right. asking it so I didn't have to. I'm, okay. <laughs> I just think that Juliet would actually like pay Valcos, attention to it this. It feels like Valcos didn't even consider it. He was just like, you, you, and you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, I think Juliet would care. That's why I ask. Um, just a little bit. Just to be clear, the players took me here. I know. I'm, <laughs> just we're all we're all feeling feelings about this and, and waiting in. Um, there's a uh, okay. Let's say there's a uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a young uh, man who is um uh just kind of uh, thick th- thickly set um like a. Uh, And um, squat but muscular. Yeah, there you go. Like like okay. dressed dressed almost like a like a civic worker, and um, it's like you. And uh, he leads you back. Mm-hmm. Juliet, you're left alone in the room. And, uh, and it, over the old man and your choices. Uh, Sorry, I interrupted you, uh, Ecphelia. Oh no, yeah. As as I go up the stairs, like I just turn to to look at you and like a little like. Wink. Oh, don't wink. <laughs> this moment? Uh, as soon as you thought it was fine, it wasn't anymore. I'm, okay. Um, are are these people from, um, are they only from Imperial? You know how you could, you said you could kind of tell, like, are they no. from all over? Great question. No, there's Aruvian uh, people. Uh, there are Severosi workers here. Um, and uh, there uh, are a few imperial city, uh, you know, natives. It looks like, based on, you know, their their color and their um, their body type. Juliette chooses uh, San Severosi. Very good. Um. You head off with a Severosi sex worker. Uh, and now I want to know who here thinks they, according to the plan, you guys all made ahead of time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well thought out. Who Very is, detailed uh, plan. Who is most likely to be able to uh, either plant uh, a rumor that will get back to Fitz with sex workers or able to get information from a sex worker or a third thing I haven't thought of. Uh, who is who is kind of pulling off this part of the plan, or are all three of you attempting it? I think we're all attempting it. 
I feel like this is Ekaprag's wheelhouse, right? This is kind of Ekaprag's turf. So, unless somebody objects, yeah, I think I'll go for it. So, I will just ask the discreet question. Uh, Is there a lot of noise coming from Valkos's room? (laughs) No, actually. I think that what ends up happening in Valkos's room, actually, is that I think with with ghosts, it's different, right? He forgets it, and that's where the noises happen. But I think, actually, with humans, he almost pays for silence and just to be in company mm-hmm. just to sit and watch but he doesn't but nothing happens they just almost role play being normal and, you know, ah, so they uh, they put on maybe a bit of a performance for Valkos perhaps yeah. there's some exotic dancing or um, acts that he can observe uh, mm. and it is quiet coming from Valkos's room Juliet, uh, if someone were to stand at uh, her door, what might they hear or detect? I think they hear conversation, and Juliet ends up asking them about the Severosi and their ways and their culture and anything that she can learn about them. Does this Severosi look like a Severosi you know and work with closely? Yes. In fact, uh, the appearance is uh, very close, uh, but the demeanor is very different. Uh, this is a, a, a man who's been trained in sensuality and uh, charm, uh, and so uh, there's nothing violent or haunted about his uh, general demeanor, uh, and um, he talks to you quietly and for a long time and tells you of the great ghost hunts across the plains of Severos and uh, throwing uh, blessed spears into the hides of ghost buffalo under uh, the broken sun. Meanwhile, in Ekaprag's room, (laughs) one of the many little acupuncture needles is put into place. (laughs) It's like, you're a miracle worker. Um, and it's, and, and whatever, like, this is, this is a form of, of relaxation and, and uh, energy movement. So he is placing needles into your skin and right. uh, doing a, a form of acupuncture, one of the many pleasure arts that these mm-hmm. workers are trained in. That's right. And I'm talking with them. Uh, not everyone knows the, uh, the pleasures that can be had. In uncommon ways, we explorers in these sorts of areas understand that there's a rarefied experience to be had in material, in derangement, even in beautiful things. I'm sure you know people like that. Whatever you say, sir. We... I meet have. a lot of people in my line of work. Oh, I'm sure you do. Places another needle <laughs> right in, right into Ekaprag's nipple. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> Ekaprag takes that in stride, and uh, in fact, those who have a pleasure for material things. Might like to know what we've come into possession to, my friends and I. 
You wish for people to know that you hold something of value? If that's the sort of thing that you could put around, then I'd be much obliged. Someone who meets a lot of people in their line of work like I do, sir, may be able to make some inquiries on your behalf. Excellent. For a price. Oh, I'd expect Places a needle under your belly. I'd expect nothing less, darling. Um, someone who has rarefied tastes not unlike mine, but for beautiful things. Pretty baubles. Old and obscure artifacts. Because we have one to break them all. A bane of spirits from the dark steps. More powerful than anything I've ever beheld with my eyes. And appraised at, at incredible value. A king's ransom. But we would be able to part with it for uh, something perhaps a bit more reasonable than the, uh, than the highway robbers on your high street might. So you tell your interested parties that. Very well. I can put out word for two coin. And he places a needle into your neck. Okay. You understand I would be taking the risk. And risks are more dangerous here in Imperial City than they are in Duskfall? Yes, of course. Um... Uh... And, um... And then I will, uh... draw one of these needles out Okay, I'm gonna. He's trying to trying to use leverage on me, and that's totally fine. Of course he would, but I want this information for free. Um, and so I want to roll finesse right now to try to insert this needle into a on him on a pre, on a pressure point not of pleasure, but of extreme pain. I want to slip this into a nerve and see if he's a little bit more um, amenable to my point of view after that. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Um, uh, what action are you going to use? Uh, finesse, because I'm trying to locate right. a particular spot. And, um, of course, the danger is that he will bat you off and alert the entire house of pleasure which of would course. be bad for you it would be very bad and i'm gonna go for it okay little, um, oh. he turns back to his case of implements for a moment he's uh he his hand lands on a very large needle and i and draw he's like, one, one moment sir of course take all the time you need to consider our deal two coin that seems quite reasonable and um here we go <sighs> 
Oh, and I rolled a six. Yes. A six. Finally, a six in the stream. It's at the top of his spine. And um, because it's a six, like I'm able to twist it, and his voice goes away. Now I have an alternative to you. Yes. Yes, two coins seem slightly too high. Don't you think so? Perhaps. Perhaps you're in a charitable mood. And you might be willing to give it to me for nothing. Since what I'm asking for is intelligence merely. So you put out. To those you know. What I have. And what I'm looking for and who. And. You're. Extreme sensation right now gets to stop. Don't you think that's a fair trade? He nods uh, as much as he's able. He's mm-hmm. half paralyzed. Yes. Um. And just in case you get it into your head to tell anyone about this, I will find you. I will come back. And I will make sure to trace every line of your nervous system. And you will silently scream for it to end. And I will look at you and I will smile. Now, I am the sort of person that you want to have as your friend. So let us be friends. You and I. And I pull shivers out. as a nod. Yeah. And I pull out the needle. Oh. Jesus wept. Shit. <laughs> Thank you. That will be all. Let us move to um back to the parlor. <laughs> and um Prag, as you exit um the man you were just working with takes your hand for a moment and says I had no idea that you were an explorer in the far reaches of sensation there is so little that moves me anymore but meet me here meet me in the alley beside the clinic in 24 hours and I will let you know who might be responsive to your solicitation. Excellent. You and I, will I have find enough. you a buyer. I will see you in 24 hours. And it's always lovely to meet somebody who understands one's particular hungers. And he goes back you. up the stairs. Mm-hmm. You all leave the P&D clinic and... Uh, in silence. Absolute silence. <laughs> embarrassed silence. <laughs> Have a lovely time, did we? You've enjoyed your hours. You each had one hour. Um, you have uh, about 24 hours to kill. So um, we can just have that pass in the blink of an eye right now, which might be the best uh, strategy. But you may tell me if there's something else that you need to do now. Um, here's a thought. 
once we have fits, um, in order to get what we need to get out of him, is there, uh, Valkos will work his magic. In fact, that was the plan the whole time. Right, right. Do we, but do we want like a, a place to do it? Do we want, uh, well, we're well, meeting I, in an alleyway, right? Yeah, right out back of this place. Actually, it seems like uh, the P and D clinic could, might be the, the spot. We is there an inn? Like, are there inns nearby? Type thing, you know, where we could maybe we could get a room if as a backup. Certainly, uh, right. and you were able to do it uh, for pretty cheap by going to an inn that caters to, you know, yellow security clearance uh, people. It is a uh, cockroach-ridden. Uh, well, you know what? It's the Imperial City. There are no cockroaches, but it is, uh, it's very, very poor accommodations, very, um, uncomfortable cots and, uh, you know, privies in the floor. And it is not, it is not lovely. Um, but you can get a night's rest there. Is that what you do? Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Maybe the if next- we have. If we have that room too, just in case we need to take fits anywhere, it'll. Can we like have it like paid for the day? Sure. As well. <clears throat> and uh, the next day, perhaps you break your fast and you notice that here in the Imperial City, they have food that isn't mushroom based. Oh. Wow. You're eating lettuces and radishes and <sighs> cauliflower and. Uh, oh, <laughs> these uh, delicacies. Um, uh, and then, um, unless there are any objections, we can cut to the meeting. Yeah. Right. You approach uh, down the alley, um, and you see the sex worker that you um, that you sort of strong-armed the night before, Ekprag. I feel like I'd have I'd have his name. What's What's his name? His name is... Primo. Great. Primo. Hello there, Primo. Hello, sir. I found someone who's willing to pay you. Excellent. Several someones, actually. Hmm. Unfortunately, they are going to pay you in pain. And uh, then a group of heavies starts moving down the alleyway from the street, blocking you into the alleyway. And Primo smiles really big and says, never touch me again. That's fair. Never come near me. Uh, And these heavies, uh, they are uh, dressed uh, like, uh, you know, some sort of like laborers here in the Imperial City. They all have their green tags, but instead of just pinned on, they're like sewn into the uniforms and they're carrying tools uh, and uh, they probably are customers of Primo and they move forward and they go, you shouldn't have tried rough stuff with the workers, my friend. Now I'm afraid you're going to have to pay a premium and they move (laughs) forward "Ah!" with their weapons. How many of them are there? There are, he says, rolling the fortune die. There are three of them. I mean, one for each of you. We deserve it. I deserve it. (laughs) Um, Akaprag's who they're going for first 
And uh, Ekaprag, unless you do something right now, you're going to take a wrench to the kneecap. Okay. I'm going to uh, dodge out of the way of that. (laughs) What action are you using? Finesse, please. Very good. Um, Another one takes a pipe and tries to take it to Valkos' head. Valkos? I'm going to literally... I'm going to go for him. I'm going to go for the... I'm going to fight, you know, take the pipe and use it. Just shove it down his throat. Very good. (laughs) What action are you using? Skirmish. And finally, Juliet, uh, a uh, very um, uh, thuggish-looking guy with a low brow and a big mustache, uh, has some sort of saw that he is swinging at you. (laughs) Good God. Okay. Uh, Juliet is going to blow some standstill poison at him. It's a power. These are these are desperate actions. I'm um, sure. <laughs> but they will have standard effect. Okay. Um, these people are not higher tier than you. They are about equal tier as citizens of the Imperial City. So uh, you'll have standard effect. And um, let's go one at a time. Ekaprag. Okay. Six. Very good, Ekaprag. You easily dodge out of the way. In fact, you are so quick that the guy with the wrench kind of like looks warily at you like he's seen something other than natural. Mm-hmm. Valkos, what do you do? Five. Yeah. A, a five. Uh, success a with a consequence. Um, the success means that, uh, well, are you just, you're just using your fists, right? You didn't yeah, bring I a mean, loadout like, that I'm, you need. No, but I'm planning on basically grabbing the the, the pipe essentially right. using it against him so that would be like my weapon to go for him the success means that you are able to like hurt him but you do not get the pipe you don't have the okay. pipe yet he has maintained a grip on it that's the consequence okay and Juliet what are you using again can I use tinker and using my bandolier tool? yeah of course sure all right and you're right. and you're and you're what what's the actual ingredient you are employing it's standstill poison. Standstill poison. Them. Very good. Okay. Uh, this mustachioed man tries to drop uh, a saw into your shoulder, and let me have that tinker roll. Hey, oh, critical. Hey, critical. Nice. Critical. Juliet, you uh, deliver standstill poison to not just this guy, but another uh, assailant. Is it Ekaprag's yes. assailant or Valkos's? And explain how the uh, poison is delivered. It's actually a a powder, so she goes to, like, blow a kiss and blows the powder across the wind. The man with the saw breathes it in. Some of it dusts his mustache, and he goes, (gasps) and then is frozen there in a rictus of pain and uh, paralysis. You see the veins on his forehead bulging. And then um, you have you have timed it, and you have uh, angled it just right that a cloud of it sprays across the alleyway right into the face of the man trying to bring a pipe down on Valkos. And the pipe, uh, his, his hand freezes, and the pipe slides out of his grip into Valkos's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Ekaprag, you are still dealing with your assailant. Uh, and uh, this man, the leader of the bunch, 
lifts the wrench above uh, his head and tries to bring it down on your skull really hard. You will take a level three harm if he succeeds in hitting. This is desperate for standard effect. What are you going to do? Well, I, once again, I'm gonna. If he brings it up, I'm diving almost like between his legs to roll between them uh, to dodge his uh, attack. Okay, and you want to do another finesse roll? That's right. Okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, let me have that finesse roll. Okay. A four. A four. A four. Success with a consequence. The consequence is that Ekaprag, instead of taking a level three harm, you take another level one harm, which is uh, like, uh, uh, what do we call it? Cracked skull. <laughs> um, I think that <laughs> you're a little dazed. So things that right. have to deal with perception, uh, with attention, they're going to be uh, a little more difficult for you. They're going to have less effect. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now what are people doing to deal with this final assailant um, before he uh, smashes Ekaprag so again? How? How? So these so yeah, those other two are out, right? Yes. They're paralyzed temporarily, and for now they're temp- they're paralyzed. Okay, yeah. so what I'm gonna I'm gonna take the pipe um and try and catch this guy off guard with okay. my skirmish. Great. Um the threat is that he will hit Ekaprag again if you do not succeed in uh getting him this time. You're using skirmish, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, so more harm is going to come at Ekprag if you do not succeed. This okay. is desperate for uh, standard effect. Actually, he's not he's not ready for Valkos, so it can be standard for great effect. Okay. Nice. Success with a consequence. I meant desperate okay. for great effect. And so uh, success with a consequence means that um, you... Uh, Okay, here's the consequence. You smash the guy. His wrench falls out of his hand. He's on the ground, like, crying and bleeding and begging you to uh, not to kill him. Uh, but the consequence is you see some people at the mouth of the alley who have noticed what's going on, and they start shouting. So uh, your fight has drawn attention uh, and now, with wide eyes, Primo is kind of backed up against the back of the alley, looking at all of you. Sweat has broken out on Primo's face, and he is squatting down. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grab him by the rough of the neck and basically drag him with us as we run. Yeah, take him to uh, um, back to our room. Is, yeah. Is, is that what we want to do? Um, can I... Let me see... Uh, Are you going out of the mouth of the alley back into the street? Is it ter- does the alley terminate at a wall, or does it go it through? It does, yeah. but the wall oh. does not look to be to be fair to you. It does not look entirely unscalable. But you are trying to drag someone with you. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna. Um, I'm just gonna drug Primo so that. Mm-hmm. Very this good. It's more, di- more like easier, I think, with some trance powder. Very good. You know what? How much do I dislike this person? I'm going to drug Primo with uh, drown powder, which will incapacitate them by giving them the sensation of drowning. Oh, dear. Um, Primo is not <laughs> uh, a combatant. 
Um, so I will allow Juliet to do that as long as she's marking it off on her yeah. uh, loadout um, to put uh, put some drown powder up against Primo's nose, and you just see him like choking and like clawing at his throat uh, until finally he falls unconscious. Uh, and now you can hear bugles going off out on the street. So what do you do? We're running. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's uh, yeah, run and try to running out to the street, dragging Primo. Uh, no, I'm carrying him. I'll be carrying him over my shoulder. Okay. Or like carrying him like a fireman's carry. Running like, with oh a God, body, running wait, along wait, wait, the street. Wait. Okay. What? So our two <laughs> options are, our two option, the two most obvious options are, run out of the street towards where the bugles are co- are calling. Or climb or up the wall. climb the yeah, wall in the back. Yeah, let's vault the wall. Can we, can I throw his body over? Can you throw it over the wall? Yeah. Hey. Wait. You know what? With an action, you can. <laughs> can I do it with? Can I throw it with skirmish? Because it is a close kind of. It's a. It's a. It's a throw, right? It's a. I'll allow it after we come back from break. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back from break, can Valkos throw an unconscious man's body over a wall? And what will be the consequences if he doesn't? Oh, You'll find out when we come back after this word from our sponsors. Oh dear! Oh dear! And we're back, and Valkos is throwing a sex worker over a wall. <laughs> well, when you see oh, it like God. that, come on, yeah. <laughs> we, That's we what's happening, everybody. Sex work in this house. Uh, yeah, Valkos, he's a worker, a worker first and foremost, and he's been wronged badly by by monsters. By monsters, Look, you so. got to get information somehow, and in, well within uh, his rights. And in a role playing game, that's usually by force. So, um, you are tossing this uh, this uh, individual over a wall. Um, you know, I was going to make it an action roll, but I don't really know what the consequence is here. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm not going to make it an action roll yet. I had I, during the commercial, I had a change of heart. I think you can automatically do that, Valkos. You're a cutter. You're you're a big brawny badass. So you're yeah. easily able to throw him over the wall. The real danger is the uh, the uproar in the street. Uh, and you guys are going to try to go out over this wall, climb up over the wall, right? Mm-hmm. So here's, yeah. what I, here's the action roll. Someone needs to lead a group action to get up over this wall and out of this area. And a group action means all of you roll. Uh, someone's the leader. They tell me what action they're rolling. Then all of you roll that action, and those that fail cause stress to the leader. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I what? cannot be the leader. I think I, I take think stress. I think then it has to be me because I'm the only one who can really take any amount of stress right now. But I yeah. do want to have this hallelujah moment of remembering that I have a grappling hook. Wait, stop the presses. Correction. I just looked up group action and it says <laughs> each PC who's involved makes an action roll. Okay, we got that. The team counts the single best result. Oh, But okay. the leader still takes one stress for everybody who rolls a one to three. Okay. So that um, increases your chances of doing well, right? Okay, okay. cool. Um, okay, so I do think we're Echoprag, you're leading. What action are we using? <sighs> um, finesse again, again and again. Finesse? Uh, yeah. Ooh, and uh, I, listen, it doesn't say that you have to... And earlier I said it has to be the same action, but it doesn't seem like it does. So 
Whoever oh. has an appropriate action for escaping over a wall, whatever you want to use is fine. Is according to what what I'm reading in the rules here, my interpretation of the rules. So let's start with Juliet Bell Rose. Well, I'm going to use my tinker skill to to adequately use you know show how to use the line thrower. Yeah, you oh, can yeah, just the grappling hook. Yeah. Okay, go yeah. for it. Oh, what's our position on all, on all this? We Sorry. said that it's going to be risky for great effect. Risky. Great. Submit, submit. Got a six. Oh, a you six. Uh, you deploy the grappling hook perfectly. It hooks around the other side of the wall, and you are able to uh, climb up there um, to the roof where... Uh, you know, I think you're climbing. Oh, well, you know, I said over a wall, so you're able to really? climb into a courtyard <laughs> where you can see uh, Primo laying there <laughs> inert. <laughs> All right, uh, Valkos, what action are you going to use to escape here? Finesse, baby. Finesse, go for it, friend. Uh, risky for great effects. That's right. Six. Yes. A, six. a total success. Wow. So that means I can break. You take no extra stress to lead this group action. What action are you using? Also finesse. Here we go. Very good. Here. It is. Risky for great. Oh also a six. We just... Six, six, wow. six. Christian fools. Six, six, six. <laughs> Satan rules. Um, you uh, all climb over the wall easily before any sort of uh, people come down the alley, any sort of authorities who clock your identity, uh, and they just find uh, two paralyzed uh, workers and one laying on the ground holding uh, his ribs. Okay. So you've made it away and uh, you're going to take this uh, gentleman back to your hotel stealthily? Yeah, we're going to take this drunk guy back to our hotel. Oh, he's so drunk. Very good. Um, I'm going to just allow you to do that. I think that uh, because you made your clean escape away from the alleyway, you're able to lead him through a circuitous route Back to uh, your hotel, uh, your your very modest accommodations, and you are in your room with Primo uh, sitting on a chair. Great. And if you can just come to... Uh, A little while passes, and finally he like goes... (laughs) And the drown powder actually makes him cough up salt water. Mm. (sighs) That looks like it was terribly uncomfortable. Now, Primo, I suppose I was too trusting. (sighs) When you said that you were submitting to the terms of our deal, that's, um, that's my mistake. I thought that you could just tell me. And now it seems I'll have to pull it out of you. And, uh, I will mark off on my loadout. Um... A fine personal weapon, and uh. <laughs> and out of my sleeve, a very needle-like uh, stiletto blade, very ornate that kind of like dances through the fingers. Now, where were we? Oh, unless, of course, you remember. Who it was that you had in mind? Listen, I'm going to give you a little advice for free. This is not 
how we do things in the Imperial City. You're going to get caught and then they're going to torture you before they execute you. You're fools. This isn't Duskfall. This is not how you do things. You, You can't do this. It's a matter of time for you. You're loud and you're sloppy. Oh, I'm counting on it. Um, we'll just see how quiet we can be here, Primo. Or perhaps we can come to another accord. Fitz. The name is Fitz. I have no idea who you're talking about. I have a lot of customers. I don't know that anybody that you know has passed through my rooms. How would I know that? And I assume we've got a description. It's like weakness for sight powder. Weakness for pretty things. Antiquarian. Collector. If he's an antiquarian, I can tell you what I was going to tell you for two coin. If he's an antiquarian, he's probably... At some point, going to visit the Emperor's Cabinet of Curiosities. You could have find, found that out without stabbing me with a needle! What? What did you do? Oh, Just kind of- your friend tortured me. In cold blood. She didn't know? And I'm the just Cabinet of Curiosities. It's on reaction, Empire right? Island. Let me go. Right. How can we trust you? Look, I don't want the authorities looking into my affairs. I want to keep things quiet. So take your show somewhere else and let me make my living. Okay. Um. Let me go! I, I have a question. Noise. Jared. Yeah. Yeah, um, give me your question. Can I only feed during downtime? This no, I don't, I don't see why you can only feed during downtime. But the issue is that there's definitely security measures in the Imperial City if someone dies. Right. Just as there oh, does, is in does, Dust Ball. Does, does uh, Crow's Veil not, not work here? You guys not have Crow's here? Veil. You guys have Crow's Veil, so I think it applies here as well. Okay. That's right. Um, and so I'll, I'll say, like, yes. Suppose it's time you were let go. Do things a little bit different here. And, um, I kind of look. Um, there's just a little more. I'd like to get. I, uh, you know, maybe look up to you and like, can we have the room, please? 
Valkos, first of all, I want to know what Valkos is thinking and what he's going to do, but I just want to point out, Valkos, it's interesting. You let spirits ride you, but when a spirit has taken permanent possession of Ekoprag, creating Ekphilia, you're disgusted by it. Very interesting. Yeah. Perhaps you see what could happen to you. Yeah, that's kind of the fear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So... You, I, I think it's fairly, I mean, all of us as players are able to know what Ekphelia is planning here. I don't know how far you guys are aware that Ekphelia is a vampire, but, well, no, Valkos is very we, aware. Yeah. 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 Oh, so I'm aware now. You're aware because remember you were looking into it. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but Juliet, you've been playing it as if you don't know. No, no, no. I, I mean, uh, I don't, she knows something's going on, but I don't think she knows vampires exist. I kind here. of... So what happens when Ekphelia says they need the room? What do you do? I put my hand on... um, Do I? (laughs) What do you do? (sighs) Okay, I, I... I sort of... I look. I, I. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I okay. think he's. I think he's. I think. I think Abu is considering PvP here. No. 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 Okay. No, please. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at Juliet and I'm going to I'm going to put my hand on Juliet's shoulder, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to give her a nod, and be like, let's give them the room. Juliet goes to say something to Ophelia, but just turns around, walks out angrily. On the way out, Uh-oh. is there a pad and, like, any sort of, like, writing material? Yeah, like the double tree letter. It's not a Hampton Inn. <laughs> like I know we're in an inn, even if it's like a piece of Bible or something. A, a piece of Valkos thinks man. it's a Holiday Inn Express. Um, <laughs> let's make a fortune roll, and if there if there is a fortune roll, uh, if it goes in your favor, there is uh, a scripture there for the Church of Ecstasy, a scripture book. Okay. Let's see. Are you just looking for paper? You don't think we have paper on us? I have no, a good... Why would we carry It's in your loadout. Is it in your oh, yeah. loadout? You oh, can write shit, on your yeah, documents. Actually, Look, yeah, it actually, doesn't matter because gonna... I just rolled a six. There is oh, a scripture okay. book for the Church of <laughs> Ecstasy there. Great. So I kind of walk out with, with Juliet. Um, and as, as we do, I close the door and I'm like... Put your finger to your mouth. My finger to my mouth. I take the... I start writing in areas that are clear of of scripture and underline and like hold it to you. And hopefully, I hope... I mean, I am of... I I can actually write and read and write, by the way. Um, And I kind of uh, show Juliet and say, he is too powerful to take on by ourselves. 
Ophelia is undead and then kind of take it rip it up put it in pocket and then before you even say anything my finger goes to my mouth again I write and say they can hear everything and see everything we'll let that message land while we find out what Ekphelia is doing. What is Ekphelia doing? Right. Um, it's like... Walking up to Primo again with this kind of blade threatening and... say we can't get out of here what are you doing I told you what you needed to know what are you doing what are you doing no you've given us quite a bit one more step on our way and you gave us some helpful advice so it seems only fair that I leave you with something too and I go in and I kiss him I think we establishes how Ophelia draws this life essence out of out of them. And I'm reading here in the vampire oh, playbook. Shit. I don't see anything here that says like victims die. I assume that it says they draw life essence out. Um uh you life essence I mean. consumed from a living being. Um when you feed, mark four ticks on your healing clock. Um, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can remove. I can remove these first tier harms with, with this feeding. Um, Wait, is four ticks your entire healing clock? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now feeding is normally supposed to be done during downtime. During downtime. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is why I ask. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> come on. No, let's I'm do. The, this I'm is, the game master cool. here. Yeah, yeah, I'm the game master here, so and everything is happening thematically. The mm-hmm. only thing I want is an action roll here because I think that uh, what you don't realize that. is that he was getting free of his bindings. Ah, I assume well, well, you well. bound him. Yeah, and so as you come in for the kiss, um, he starts to rise from his chair to escape. And what action roll did you use to stop him? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to use Prowl, oddly, because of the effect that I want here is like, as the effect I'm going for is the sort of vampiric thing where like, I'm moving towards him face to face. And as he pulls away and moves in the opposite direction, like I'm still in front of him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, Um, Prowl. And, um, you know, uh, here's, here's what I'm going to, uh, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, how many dots do you have in Prowl? Three. Three. Okay. I'm not going to offer you anything. Um, (laughs) you can, you can push yourself if you like, but, uh, the threat is that he's going to get away and I got to tell you, he's not heading for the hallway where Juliet and Valkos are standing. He's heading for the window. Right. Right. Of course. Okay. Here we go. Oh, of course. Jesus. 
a two, a five, a six. A six. Rolling hot legs. We had such bad luck last time. The rolls are back. Bounce. Um, you dr- you, 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 your kiss plants on his lips because you're in front of him in a, a, a flash, in a, in a millisecond. You're suddenly standing in front of him, whereas before you were to his side, um, and you plant your kiss on his lips, and uh, you can feel the warmth entering your body, the breath, your, your lungs sink with each other. And you feel what it is to breathe again. And you tick four ticks on your healing clock. Mm-hmm. So which that, removes all harms of the first level. That's right. All right. I'm back, baby. Okay. And that also means that I indulged my vice. So I oh. roll, I can roll against the stress I've, I've gotten. Nope. If, that okay. is where I'm going to draw the line. Draw the line. I think yeah, that that's because fair. it's that's, happening that's during, fair, a, during a score, I'm not going to also allow you to remove stress. You're, that is, you've done far more than it. Anyway, great. No, no, no problem. I think that sometimes, you know, it is even stressful to feed. Uh, yeah, for sure. Particularly this case where the man almost escaped. So. Oh, and it, and it also says at the end of this description of feeding, what telltale signs do you leave on your victim? And oh. I think the, the, the telltale sign is that if you return to the room, Primo is there, smiling uh, with nah. a look of smiling. With a, with, is look, Primo my, alive? My victims have a look of ecstasy on their face. Of course they do. <laughs> is Primo yeah. alive? Good question. Um, I don't want. I. Here's the thing: like Ophelia wouldn't have killed him. Ekaprag. Wody wouldn't have killed him. But Ekphelia mm-hmm. is ruthless, secretive, <laughs> obsessed, and vicious. Yeah. yeah. And you dare to attack me after giving me your promise? You chattel? You animal? You moat of dust? Yeah. I'll leave him smiling and dead. So, Ekphelia has drained Primo of all life, and Valkos and Juliet are standing right outside the door. Ekphelia, do you go and talk to them? Do you go and reveal what you've done? In the in the moments before, assuming that took a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you were out there having a conversation on uh, scraps on paper. of paper. That's true. That does take a while, huh? Okay. Yeah. I think I'll push his body, like, under the bed, if that's possible. It's possible. And if there's any kind of, like, do not disturb sort of sign. <laughs> since, we're in a, since we're in a fantasy Hampton Inn that has pads, maybe has a... <laughs> it has a scripture book. Okay, and there okay. is... You know what? There isn't a do not disturb sign. Oh, rattlesnakes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's on, he's under the dang bed um, for now. And uh, so, yeah, I'll come out. Um, a primo is dealt with. What? <clears throat> 
you too. I did what had to be done, darling. Listen. Did you find out where Fitz was? If Fitz is anywhere, he will be at the Emperor's Cabinet of Curiosities on the Imperial Island. Good, let's go. Yes. No sense dallying here. And if uh, there's anything I do, I do it to save you from hard choices that you do not wish to make. If Julie... Oh, God. If Juliet tries to sort of step towards the room, does Ophelia stop her? Yes. Or... Okay. Now, according to our Fine. fiction, Crow's Veil must be sort of enacted with a kind of a ritual. It used to be mm. Selyak that would lead that. Now, I want uh-huh. you to know that your power works automatically. It's, right, it's yeah, on yeah. your crew sheet. But let's but, find some... Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Juliet doesn't know that there's been a murder and neither oh, does yeah. Valkos... That's How right. does so, Ophelia know to activate the crow's veil in some way? No, or does right. Ophelia have her own crow's veil that she uh, un- uses in some way? I think, no, I think it's impl- it was implied. You wanted the room, right? Yeah. And I think yeah, yeah. Right. And it you was said implied that something. Of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I think then, yeah. then, if that's the case, I think then I, you know, would have maybe have painted something, you know. Right. Like slip, like slip my, my 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 hand and sort of taken a drop of blood and painted a veil of, of a crow on the door. Right, you, know, you paint the, the sigil. Yep. You paint the sigil. It starts to smoke, and then all three of you, a a black miasma floats. A cloud floats up out of your throats, fills the hallway, and filters out into the night. Uh, it is a cloud that. Um, uh, hides the spirit world and hides the ghost that you uh, created, Ekphelia. I love that. So then, I, I like that happening even then, where like if I stop you as you go in and then kind of make eye contact, see Valkos, see the sort of like Severosi-tinged Severoshi sigil on the door crackling away and then as I look back, we're all just like exhaling this <laughs> <Yeah>. vapor. Like... <laughs> You don't need to see what's in there. I, I want to see. I want to see what you. I want to know you. We need to go. Ugh. Fine. Imperial City is large, and Empire Island, where you're headed, is uh, far. It's far from the canyon. So uh, you'll be walking for a while. You probably need uh, directions. And then there's a very long... You eventually find your way to a neighborhood called Ivory Village. Um, Again, named uh, after how it looks. Everything is in white. Even the streets are in white. And they shine. And all the buildings are in white. uh, And uh, they reflect the light of the artificial sun. Uh, and it's all so bright, it's a little bit hard to see. And eventually you come to a long bridge that leads over to em- Empire Island. Are you going to cross it? Mm-hmm. So we're not inconspicuous. I'm just right. We just walk through Ivory Village. It's okay for you to walk through Ivory. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, let me put it this way. Your, your transit through Ivory Village yeah. 
is not stopped. Okay. Right. And yeah. the bridge itself, is there like a is there like a watchtower? Is there a checkpoint? There's no watchtower on it. Nope. There's no watchtower. It's time to right. test these uh we have we have papers, right? Thanks to a flashback, you have citizenship papers. Um, Which ones do you give to who? Like, who has the real one? So, I'll give you the real one, but me and uh, Prag or Ekphelia will have the fates. Okay. Great. You are are a spark, right? So you're a better talker than we are, so. And yeah, we cross the bridge. You cross the bridge to Empire Island, and... Yes. Make a note. Yeah, maybe let me have switched into. I think that at the room I'll have switched into the Spark Right uniform. Great. I should have asked for a flashback for that, but I won't. To, to the hotel room? <laughs> yes, a flashback <laughs> to something that happened earlier in the score. Mid back. Yeah. Um, um, you uh, you uh, arrive on the other end of the bridge, and Empire Island um, It is filled with what look like government buildings. Um, you know, uh, places, um, uh, and they're, they're built into, like, old mansions and old, like, houses. It's not like they were brutalist built, like, government structures, but beautiful old buildings, but they house, like, all sorts of different offices of the government uh, and the administration that sort of helps just keep the city running. And on one big stone wall... As you're walking through a crowded street, you notice that there is a light, an electroplasmic light, projecting things on the wall. Oh, no. And it's projecting faces. Oh, boy. And those faces look like they were glass plates. Images that were taken, perhaps at the train station or at some other uh, center. Uh, and uh, it says at the top in like typewriter writing, current yellow risks. And uh, one after another, faces flash by. And there are lots of people here. And you can see that there are even military personnel uh, observing the, uh, the projection as it flashes between faces. And that is when Juliette Bell Rose's face comes up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um. No one's noticed you yet. What do you do? Can okay? Can I? <laughs> can I? Can I buy a mid back to the hotel room? Maybe. Are you really gonna flashback to the same score? Of course you can. <laughs> uh, we've said that uh, now. I've already ticked off subterfuge supplies on my on my sheet, but I came heavy. Um. So, I mean, I could check it off again. But do um, you have the ability to check it off again? <laughs> I'll tell you, this you list I've got on my sheet has it twice. <laughs> that might be a tight Yeah, I, that, I, I was looking at that, and I think it might be a little bit of a, um, a mistake. I think it's a typo. It's, it's the same set of things du- it, it, duplicated. It gives um, the same set of things 22 times. Yeah. So Wait. Oh, is it all what? the same? Yeah. Oh, okay. But literally, now, so the, I, the sub- By the way, the f- I've also, if I may, I have also been very um, lax in how I, how I define subterfuge to spot. Uh, subterfuge supplies this says Uh according to the sheet a theatrical makeup kit a selection of blank documents ready for a forger's hand costume jewelry a reversible cloak and distinctive hat a forged badge look I think you've used it up by using your highly compartmented trunk Mm -hmm. unless 
you can use one of the things in the description there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's the, what you're the, using. What are you using? makeup kit. Um, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as, a, as a performer, I, w- I want to us to have like a moment back in that um, uh, room, maybe even as uh, as he's conked out, like we stand out too much. Uh, tanning ourselves somewhat, or maybe even putting on like you're you're changing into a different uniform. Perhaps there's even more that could be done to alter yeah, your appearance. It's still my face. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, okay. I just want us to. I just want us to, to. In the way that, like, this is the part in the in the movie where the escapee is dying their hair in the bathroom of the uh-huh. of the gas Great. station and, and stuff. You know, how far just, are we going here? To, to shift our appearance a little bit. How far are we going here? Is Juliet becoming a man in a mustache with a mustache, or is it just more like? <laughs> is it just more like tanning and like, uh, you know, maybe a nose? How far are we going? Yeah, I don't think we're going like full like. Jiminy Glick, like <laughs> prosthetics and and huge change. Um, I, I think she's gonna need something to throw off her face. I, I think she, she'll do a tight ponytail. Uh, if there are any like fake glasses, perhaps no, you know something that'll change. Should put on some glasses, uh, some some, and uh, I don't know. Valcos, what about you? What something. do you think your disguise entails? Just maybe a shave or, or yeah, I think like I think a shave. Maybe perhaps, you know, sort of, I would have, I would have given into the idea of maybe hiding some tattoos with, you know, perfectly applied makeup. Um, and, uh, perhaps, you know, I've done up my jacket, uh, and sort of, yeah, try to appear a bit more gentlemanly. Rather than necessarily as the as the vicious thug that I am. Great. So I think the main thing is like we're just we we want to look a little bit more local, and to so that we look a little bit less like those images that are being flashed. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I just want uh, I just want you to uh, you know I don't want anything. Sorry. Whoa. Yes, you've done it. Wow. And no one is taking a second glance at you as you go by this giant projection of your faces. Okay. Um, and we'll just keep our heads down too, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. raise it. Not going to shout bomb or or anything okay. like that. Collars up, head <laughs> down, and um, off to the to the curiosity cabinet if we can cabinet. locate it. Yeah. So, um, you might have to ask directions, but you eventually find yourself in front of a, a palatial villa. Uh, just a, an enormous villa. And again, all of these, uh, these offices and museums are built into old buildings that look like they once belonged to the ruling nobility of this, of this isle, of this city. And so, um, you can see that there are imperial military guarding the door. Uh, and there is um, a place where you uh, can purchase entry. Okay. Right. I guess, I mean, I feel like we would draw too much attention to break into this place. Shall we just be patrons <laughs> and go in? 
You could Let's break in a- if you wish. No, how much is uh, or, or how much is the how much is the entrance? Do you know? It's not that much. It wouldn't it wouldn't right. equal a coin. It would just okay, be okay. some of the money that you have. Okay, I flash yes. back to have forged a student ID, which allows me <laughs> <laughs> half price. You get entry. a discount. You get a discount. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll just pay to go in. Okay. Very good. Um, you're in a crowded uh, plaza, and um, you can see that under the colonnade, you know, along the walls. Um, there are various statues, relics, um, stuffed uh, creatures uh, set up in exhibits. Um, and beyond them, there are doors leading into the kind of you know horseshoe-shaped building. And uh, there are galleries to look in uh, through there. The things inside the building seem to be mostly paintings or fine art that have been culled and taken from all over the entire empire. In fact, my friend Valkos, you see a bunch of Severosi, really kind of holy shamanic implements that have just been kind of lined up in a case with uh, a big plaque telling you about Severos. And I kind of lean over to Juliet and kind of say, you know, that's all fake. None of that is real. All gobbledygook. You see, my people, we don't truly believe in these relics. We truly only believe in the spirit and the heart. I kind of look back again. So I've heard. Can we do a, uh, <laughs> walk away, can we do like a loop of just, I mean, if Fitz just happens to be here, I don't yeah. think he will be, I but mean, let's, just, let's first, you know, rule that out. Like, so this is this, yeah. Or hunter or hunter, yeah. All right, who would like to do that? I've got no dots in any of those spaces, mate. I've so. got a one dot in survey, that's about all I can offer. Yeah. I've, Are we all in that same boat? Yeah, I pretty mean. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll tr- I can try a, a survey. Okay. Um, so the consequence, I'm not going to tell you yet, but there is a consequence if you fail this. What? <gasps> oh, what? Well, I look, it's not an action <laughs> roll unless there's some sort of consequence if you fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, but here's the deal. Okay, I will so offer I'll start you. Looking around. I will offer you a devil's bargain of some sort. The devil's oh, bargain is going to be, if you fail this, uh, not only is there going to be a consequence I haven't told you yet, but I'm also going to tick up the clock of intruder okay. alert. Do you accept where we, it? Where are we at on that? Let me let me see. the. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to accept it. Guys, I'm accepting it this time. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. And what's our position? Your position for this is controlled for standard effect. Okay. Four? Okay, okay. Succeed with a consequence, which You succeed with a consequence. Okay. So, um, your success uh, is that you do, in fact, see Fitz wandering around, (laughs) just taking in the different exhibits uh, and uh, discussing them with another man who's a very tall, thin... He looks like he's wearing expensive clothes, and um, he's wearing a hat uh, that uh, looks like it's um, 
It's sort of almost like a pith helmet type hat. Um, and uh, wearing that hat actually has some sort of official insignia of some sort on top of it. Uh, mm, and they yeah. are discussing uh, various exhibits. Now, here is the problem. The, 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 con- the, the success with a, a problem. The problem is that he is um, very far away when you notice him. And he is headed toward a door marked restricted section. And there are two imperial military soldiers on either side of that door. Getting to him quickly is going to require some sort of action roll. Yeah, I I point him out immediately. Or you can let him go in and and figure it out later. But that's definitely fits. He's there. There is someone who's very fast. There is someone here who's very fast. Who doesn't also, and also who Fitz probably doesn't even know. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know I, that Fitz. I yeah. Point. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna go for it. Let's let's try. Ooh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna push myself to make to to catch him. Okay. And uh, what action are you using? Finesse is the one that would like get me to cross a crowded space in the nick of time. Okay. And uh, I want to make this desperate this time for um, yeah because if you fail this you will have caused a scene a scene if I, bump, right? if I start knocking you'll have people knocked and... people over yeah yeah. you may still cause a scene when you get over there but that's the sure. next roll right okay. now um, you need to get over there as quickly as you can stop him from entering this sort of guarded area and uh, you um, so it's desperate for standard effect you will be standing in front of him okay Okay, and uh, all right, and I, as I said, I'm going to push myself. Let's add a dice. Mm-hmm. Two stress. Add, add a die. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh yes! Yeah. Oh, holy shit! Okay. <laughs> that's, that's He's halfway to the restricted section with his friend when suddenly you are standing in front of him, and he does not know who you are. He's never met Ekphilia. I think those of you who are watching, it's like almost double jointed uh, movement, like around Uh-oh. people, like like a spidery sort of like the spine isn't supposed to bend like that, and like people look up and Ophelia is no longer there until like bang right in front of Fitz, like ah, a connoisseur. I, I'm sorry, do I know you? No, I, I I don't believe we've had the pleasure. But I... I can always tell who has a discerning eye. Especially when... In a place like this, when there are so many delights to beguile one. And the uh, other gentleman in the pith helmet says, Are you enjoying our menagerie? Oh, immensely so, my lord. And what would your favorite exhibit be? Um, and casting my mind back. Oh, the, um, your collection of Severosi antiquities are immensely interesting. The far corners of our empire into which our immortal emperor spreads his potent hand brings forth 
All manner of delights, don't you agree? Yes. I can assure you all of those artifacts are 100% authentic. Not one has been faked. I'm quite (laughs) sure. It would be a scandal if that were the case. Um... May I have your name, sir? Yes, I... I... Hmm? Something about you seems familiar to me. The name is Wody. I, uh... I'm not quite certain that we've met. In fact, there was an... There was an... Exhibit... That your appraising eye may be able to tell me more about than my rather pedestrian knowledge of the affairs was able to glean. May I speak with you for a moment, sir? His eyes narrow. He takes a step back. You need an action roll to convince him. If you fail, he knows that the people that are looking for him have found him and he's going to run. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, boy, oh, I was going to say, surely in this conversation, we would have slowly made yes, our way yes, towards yes. him so we stand behind him. I think but, I'm trying but to... But we don't want to no be in problem. view. Yeah, yeah, you're not in view. You're kind of coming up behind right. him. And in a way, I'm being loquacious to try to like keep his intelligence while having an eye on my mm. my comrades moving up. Um, and so... I'm I'm making an appeal to his pride, right? I'm saying I couldn't possibly understand. Would you like to tell me everything? And um, so that sounds like sway to me. Uh, Mm. Sway it is. Um, This is going to be desperate because you here you are. You're here. Right. Right. But it's going to have great effect. If you um, if you succeed, you have really charmed him or flattered him and he will try to go with you uh, into a private area, which is extremely dangerous for uh, someone who is being hunted like he is. Yes. Um, so, uh, I'm going to push myself again, and the only reason I can do this is because, as a, as what I am, I've got a greater than average amount of stress to spend. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when I'm closing in on you where... Closing, yeah, how yeah. many okay. stress boxes do you have left? If I tick those two, I have four that remain. Wow. Ooh, vampires get a You're lot of stress. Geez. A whole lot. Because they've taken four traumas in the process. Oh, of yeah. Their, That's right. Of their, uh, and thank change. you for playing out your awful traumas by murdering somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, desperate. Um, effect. Re- remember to take off the, all those desperate XPs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doing. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, here we go. Oh, oh, thank goodness. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. God. <laughs> A one, a three, and a six. (laughs) Ah, something that only you're interested in, perhaps a trade or two. Um, And then maybe taking a a re within earshot of the official. Um, is that yeah, yeah, definitely. He seems very chummy with the official in the pith helmet. He says, "Or perhaps you have something that I might like to buy." Oh, I. I think I have something that for an aficionado such as yourself might be a purchase of a lifetime. He starts to, he goes, well, then follow me. And he starts to turn directly toward Valkos and Juliet. I kind of grab Juliet and like my arm around her 
and kind of look <laughs> as if we're like a young couple, like mm. looking around and just. He misses them. Uh, it's so crowded here. Uh, some people kind of walk in front of the young couple, strolling innocently. Suddenly, a clock rings out. Bong. 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 And then um, uh, a herald or like a crier stands upon a podium and says, The cabinet will be closing. Please make your way to all the exits. And you can see that the crowds are moving toward the exit. And Fitz takes you uh, into a side office um, uh, right near the door to the restricted section. So, Do we, we see that? Yeah, can yeah we of course you see it. Okay. it. The only issue is that the whole crowd is leaving. So what do Valkos and Juliet do? We go try and sneak behind them. Yeah, slip in behind. Oh, I think that's going to be hard to do without anybody <laughs> noticing. <laughs> Well, I'm going to use my finesse and sort of guide uh, Juliet with me as we kind of move along. Um, Yeah. And I might, you know, I might sort of cause a distraction, let's say, by, you know, instead of using the finesse to move sort of, uh, you know, uh, discreetly, the finesse is actually to unbutton someone's trouser and have it fall cause <laughs> <laughs> the distraction and you've never the seen the three students <laughs> what <laughs> that's amazing yes so this score it. has seen an unbuttoning of trousers several different times uh, very good uh, that is a finesse roll that I'm going to call risky <laughs> <laughs> For standard effect, it will create a distraction that allows Juliet and Valkos to kind of run off and enter that office that uh, Fitz and our friend Ekphelia are currently entering into. Let's do this. I got a five. Yeah. Success with a consequence. Um, Suddenly, the man's uh, pants go down and he falls to the ground and the Imperial military come running over. Uh, to uh, see what the uh, what the problem is, um, and the man um, he had very complicated trousers with suspenders <laughs> and all kinds of different uh, sort of like cloth harnesses, uh, and the man is like, "I say, what? What's the meaning of this?" Uh, and the uh, soldiers are trying to pull him up, um, but um, I'm going to say that the complication is what is the complication the complication is that only only one of you can get into the office so Mm. i will let i will give josephine the bane and i will Mm. kind of stay outside because i'm the guy who did the the thing so i've given passage in a way for juliette to go through Ekphelia. Yeah, Ekphelia, you're in an office. It looks like it belongs to like a curator. Mm. There are um, crates and boxes and terrariums lining the walls. There's a desk that is heavy with correspondence, wax seals, a letter opener, um, an ornate electroplasmic lamp. And Fitz sits in the light from that lamp. And Fitz is a, 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 you know, a... A full-bodied man, 
the big belly that pushes against his waistcoat. He has one of those beards that doesn't have a mustache attached to it and no hair at all on the top of his head. Uh, and he pulls out his uh, spectacles, which uh, hang on the very end of his button nose and seem like they're always about to fall off. And he sa- he looks at you, and he doesn't see Juliet behind him. And he says, Now, what do you have for me? And that is where we will end it for today. <laughs> You guys are doing great. Close the deal, baby. You know what? We have stuck to our approach. We mm-hmm. really have, which is great. Like, better than our track record, right? <laughs> yeah, you've now stuck we just to the get deception. Our, get our money. Get Where's your money. Our money? Yep. Where's my? <laughs> this is where you uh, leave the deception behind, and you go. Where's our fucking money? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you get it, but as you know, uh, I will be a completely objective arbiter of that. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Abu Salim, Ross Bryant, and Josephine McAdam. We will be back next week, where I promise we will conclude this multi-day <laughs> score and probably get into a little downtime. Until then, happy heisting. See you you next time. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. 